0: It's time to lead the people. The show for aspiring leaders at every level. If you want to boost your self-confidence, get noticed, and maximize your impact by leading others, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Matt Pepsell. Ready to lead? Follow me. My very special guest today burns with a mission to inspire songwriters, authors, and screenwriters to amp up their creativity and shine in the world. He's an award-winning musician and producer, a college songwriting professor, a critically acclaimed author, a filmmaker, and an international coach for creatives. He empowers others to tap deeply into their creative hearts to live richer, more fulfilling lives. He's the author of the book, Not Effing Around, The No Bullshit Guide for Getting Your Creative Dreams Off the Ground. He is Jeff Leisowitz. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Hello, hello. (laughs) Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. I got to tell you, I have always considered myself to be a creative person, and I try to bring creativity into my leadership any chance that I get. But when I talk to a lot of leaders in organizations, they don't always see themselves or like to even think of themselves as creators. So my first question get us started today, why do some people have such an aversion to really embracing creativity and pursuing a path like you coach people on, which is how to become a creator?
1: Uh, It's scary. (laughs) That's why people that's why people don't do a lot of things right it's scary um uh, and unlike a lot of other endeavors in the world if you do it right if you do it well you're really putting yourself into your creation whether it's a painting or a poem or a song or whatever you're into we tend to as artists or creators you know when we're doing again when we're doing this well put what is with deep and true and powerful for us into the creation why is that extra scary because when the world reacts to it they are re- we often feel that they are reacting to us and our value rather than the thing that's created you know if somebody says hey that song that you did sucks Right? You can either say, well, yeah, you're right. You know, I didn't play the guitar solo that well, or this or that. Or, like a lot of artists do, you know, you internalize it, meaning I suck. It's not the song. It's, it's me. Right? So you have to make that separation. And I think this happens unconsciously um, with a lot of creatives. And that's why people are scared of it.
0: I think there's a lot of parallels to leadership. I find that some individuals also kind of look at that term as well and say, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to think of myself or or more importantly, have call myself a leader because it's a very personal endeavor. I think there's a lot of parallels to creativity in that way.
1: Absolutely. Um, Well, you certainly have to be a leader to be a creative, right? And really you should certainly be creative if you're going to be a leader. It kind of goes both ways. When I, the first way, you know, when you are creating anything, it is essentially choice after choice, after choice, after choice. That is, you know, again, w- with a music example, you pick up the guitar, you got six strings, a bunch of frets, now what? You know, you look at that page that you're gonna <clears throat> write on, you could write anything in the language on there all it is is choices what do you believe what do you know what is your skill level and how can you communicate so it's always there
0: i like that a lot and i really feel like you're making those choices and i think the the best inner compass is sort of how does it feel to you do you like what you produced because if you produce something i don't care what it is i don't care how many records you sold not everybody's going to like your music but do you like it and do you you know you're going to have an audience that you know your people will find you, so you shouldn't be too hesitant about it as long as you can tap into that essence, that, that authenticity of something and produce something you like, then you know, run with that,
1: absolutely. So, I'm a big fan of you too, the band, right? So, a couple of years ago, I saw this interview with Bono, and the interviewer was like, Okay, you have got to be worth into the hundreds of millions of dollars at this point, however, you guys as a band continue to work non-stop, write, record, tour, promote, do it, do it, do it. There is no reason financially why you know, why would you submit yourself to to a hard work, right? Being in a rock band looks cool and it is, but it's also a lot of work. Um and he said very clearly, we will we will stop doing this when it doesn't turn us on. Hmm. The only reason we're doing this because it kind of gets us going, right? We love this music. We love to work together. We just do it, right? So to your point, yeah?
0: Yeah, I think it's great. Leaders lead, creators create. That's how it is. And you know, you might be talking to the, one of the only people in the world who's not a U2 fan. I One of the biggest <laughs> arguments I got into, I was in the Marine Corps at the time going way back and this guy was incensed. Couldn't believe how could I not be a U2 fan? I, like, I don't know what to tell you. It's just not my preference. And uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> One of the things that I wanted—you you had um, uh, written this fantastic book, and in the book you wrote, you know, I'm gonna—I'm gonna do something I never do, but I'm gonna read actually a line from the book, sure. which is, you know, that in your best moments you tap into a universal creative force that's much bigger than yourself, and you want to tap into it again on the regular. What does it mean to tap into that universal creative force, whether you're Bono or anybody else? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Um... So the universal creative force is, in my opinion, in my experience, the consciousness that is bigger than us, the consciousness of the universe. How, whatever spiritual way or you know, quantum physics way, or however you want to understand it, humans love to think that their brain is the whole deal right? I'm smart. I went to school. I've had experience. I can figure this shit out, right? And it's, you know, our brains are great. It's gotten us this far, good or ill, right? Depending on how you look at it. But the truth is, there is a much bigger intelligence going on out there. Tapping into this requires us to sort of let go of ourselves a little bit, drop the ego, drop um sort of what you think you know and open your consciousness not your not your intellect but your consciousness and oftentimes you will get some information or some wisdom or something that you sort of could not have gotten through thinking your way through one of the good ways well, good ways to do this is through meditation right right We sit there and we try to think of the question, but you ever, or think of the answer, you ever notice that you tend to get good answers to your problems when you're not thinking about them? Right? So meditation is an intentional act to, you know, get away from the intellect, try to turn that down a little bit and tap into what might be bigger out there for you and give you different kinds of solutions.
0: I love the idea that you know you're you're conjuring up what's bigger than yourself i think we get trapped in our our own limited view of of our condition or of the world and and when i was in the kind of the middle of my progression as a leader i would try to tap into what the company was trying to accomplish our company's mission and that helped me really sort of bring that energy into into my work you know as a leader and trying to be influential and trying to drive results that was all great Now that I've kind of entered into maybe a third phase of of my leadership journey, I actually realize now that I I feel personally like I was put on this earth to really create connection and inspire a next generation of leaders to study our craft and and to do those things. So I kind of the the bigger I expanded my mind, you know, through meditation and connection like you're talking about, Mm -hmm. Jeff, it's it's like it really unlocked my next level. So I, I love that you're giving that advice to creatives.
1: It, it it really does, and you know we're not as a culture particularly trained to do this, or even you know most people don't even know this is an option, right? We try to muscle through everything, whether it's with an actual muscle or a you know our brains. But the truth is, there's a lot more going on here, and just like letting go and sort of moving with that flow, or if I or if I can get even weirder or whatever on this podcast. The Tao, Tao Te Ching uh, is a Chinese philosophy that speaks about the movement of energy through life, between the dual parts of life, meaning the positive and the negative and the masculine and feminine, right? And finding the flow between these is what they call you know, the master you can tap into this. And when you tap into this, you then move easily through your life, find the solutions that you're looking for, and can lead with power, and purpose, and intention.
0: I love that. I love that. And I, I really do, it really resonates with me, because I think leadership is about energy. Of course, it's about communication, and 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 collective uh, effort, and all these types of things. But you can feel it. I know, I personally feel it when I do a, a, something in the leadership vein. Maybe I, I, I unblock somebody from a better version of themselves, and they leave my office better than they they came in because now they're excited about something or taking their game to the next level. That's an energy exchange, right? You, you, you conjured it up from someplace, you get it into them, and, and, and it feels really, you know, you, you can feel it. It's palpable.
1: You can feel it. And a great leader, whether it's, you know, a high school football coach or, you know, some business type or whatever, when it's true and aligned and the communication is clear between the leader and the others, it it makes a difference, like the energy changes, the action changes and the intention is aligned and, and moves forward. It's powerful.
0: Yeah, and I, I want to tap into another phenomenon. I'm going to read one more passage from your book. And it says, as a child, your sense of wonder and imagination is free. The world hasn't stomped on your fascination with everything yet. I love that. And, and so my question to you is when we talk about fascination, it's it's not a common term in the business world, for sure but I do think it belongs and I do love it very much. So what role does fascination play in the creative process and for creators?
1: Fascination is essentially a sense of awe, right? Being sort of enthralled by what the world is or could be, right? This is a sense of curiosity, a sense of possibility, all these kinds of things. When you're a little kid you are enchanted by everything. Because one, you're a little kid, two, you've never seen this stuff before, right? And over time, what tends to happen is, oh, we get more experiences, so it's not as interesting. We do this again, there's all this repetition. We get jaded in various ways in the business world, in our personal lives, in all kinds of ways right? So we we kind of set up this, this block within ourselves to tap into that fascination. It's again, sort of stepping back and looking at like, hey, we're talking over the internet. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, Like, I don't even begin to understand what's happening here, but I know these computers and satellites and all this stuff are doing, you know, billions of bits per second to make this stuff work like wow that's pretty incredible so in leadership tapping into the awe the possibility and sort of the magic of what you're really doing right there's like the sort of street level yeah i'm trying to sell the thing right and then there's like What's bigger about this? Let's look bigger instead of smaller. Let's, let's open our imagination to the possibility of what could be in the world. And that's what a great leader does. Like what is really wrong with the world? How can we really try to fix it or motivate people or do these things? And when we do this with truth and authenticity, things change and they do get better.
0: I think that probably what squelches some creatives from actually pursuing their passion is probably what what also can squelch leaders from from taking that next level and and by that I mean that a lot of times as individual contributors when you first start your career your job is to prevent mistakes from happening or do very tactical things with very proven outcomes things that are very you know intentional paint inside you know color inside the lines so to speak <laughs> and and only later do you start to get to a level where you're expected to think, you know, what what are the next two to three years hold for the business? What's possible for us as an organization? What sort of market opportunity is going to open up? And then you get to be, quote unquote, get to be creative. And I think that that's the same thing that happens to people when they come out of, of, you know, all the schooling and conditioning process we go through. It's like, don't put yourself out there. You know, don't end up Asking yourself those types of possibility questions because they're they're fanciful, and we need we need you know uh, uh, the, the types of people who who don't you know feed that that type of of inspiration.
1: That's absolutely true, and the culture, and education, and family, and you know you could even say common sense tells us to stay inside those lines, do what's expected of you, you'll get paid, you'll you know you'll rise the ranks slowly, whatever, and that's fine in a way. And in another way, it's like, it's so limiting, right? You need to take risks. You need to be creative. You need to be true to yourself and what you're doing, because that's where the energy really comes from. We're all individuals, but we all have, um, you know, a sort of similar core, Mm -hmm. right? Core, you know, different, but similar core values. And when we put those things together and take real action and take risk creative risk in leadership that's when that is when amazing things happen
0: i think like most people i do some of my shopping <clears throat> some on amazon and uh I, I give amazon a ton of credit that uh, you know kind of when i was first entering the working world that's when they were starting to come onto the map and, and they were doing things that were just never heard of like you know free shipping or prime or whatever and it, it, only by w- the willingness to say, you know, what's possible? What if we were to do this? It seems audacious for people who had been in the industry, the retail business for a long time, but it led to some of the biggest breakthroughs, you know, uh, uh, in, that, in that industry, obviously. And I think it's true in almost every industry. Somebody had to ask the question, well, what's possible? They had to feed that fascination with, well, w- what would happen if we did do XYZ and we end up with the internet and wireless and all this great stuff you've been talking about?
1: Absolutely. And part of that, I believe, is, you know, innovating the new. And another part is, is sort of cutting off the old. So one of the things that Amazon did in the early days when nobody did this before, there was barely any you know, websites out there when they started, but they said, you can't call us. You can email us. Right? Are you kidding? Right? But guess what? What company can you call now? Not, not a whole lot. Yeah. Right? Sure. Um, I think of like Mac and, Macintosh or Apple, when you know I had a hundred little floppy disks, and I bought my new computer, and there's no floppy disk drive in there, right? It's because yeah, we're going to CDs. Tough luck.
0: Yeah, people freak
1: cool. out, but guess what? It moves things forward.
0: Well, it's progress, and I think in technology space that's that's important, but I think in the creative space too. You know, you start to see that music evolves. So like, look at all the different generations and. And their musical preferences and these things evolve and change over time so you, you do have to sort of walk away and it's it's kind of unsettling at first until something becomes like but then after you get there to your point it's like oh duh of course you know this, this makes total sense now you know rock and roll wasn't rock and roll in the very beginning but now you know then it became obviously like sure. well now everybody's doing it <laughs> that's right it takes guts to be the first that's you know it's always been true and always will be true yeah, this next question of mine is related a, a bit because you know we're talking about the, the, the tried and the true and, and now trying to embrace and maybe pursue a more creative path. And, and, and this is my observation. A lot of times leaders and even in my own leadership framework, I talk a lot about deliver results. And so it's very easy for us to get very focused on outcomes and goals and these sorts of things. But in your book, you're encouraging creators to crush what you call crush on the process. Mm-hmm. Crush on the process. Can you tell me a little bit more about the difference between being goal-oriented and outcome-oriented versus just really being just steeped in the process itself? Sure. It is
1: easy to focus on the outcome. And yes, the outcome in any endeavor is important, for sure. Um, However, the process, the actual doing of the thing is where all the time is spent so if i am making an album again another music uh example i spend hundreds of hours writing recording practicing playing this thing now my album's done i flip it up there on spotify okay great you see the results of that people were digging it people were listening stuff like that but as an artist you the process is what you are doing it's playing and recording the music right and the same thing is true in business it's really true in anything by loving what you're doing it will fuel you focus you and motivate you to do to do better and just to fuel yourself as a human Everybody knows that if you're doing something you don't like, or you don't care about, you know, it's, it's ridiculous, right? It's, it's just a slog. It's terrible. But if you love being a leader, if you love figuring out spreadsheets, if you love whatever the thing is that you love, focus on that and the product will almost be the byproduct of what's going on. If you don't like the way there, you're in trouble. And I would I, consider switching jobs or careers or something.
0: <laughs> Definitely, time to make a change at that point. Yeah, I, I, it is interesting for from a leadership perspective as well. If you construct your leadership in a way that uh, you, you get to experience it, you can be uh, present in that moment. You can enjoy the process. The result can take care of itself, and what you'll remember a lot longer into the future is the effect you had on people, the experience you shared those late nights when you were working to get some deliverable across the finish line long after you forgot about the actual achievement. You're like, oh yeah, that's right. We did do that thing. But it was the process of being in the trenches together and experiencing it that actually stays with you a lot longer. So you can have a win-win if you set it up exactly as you said, the outcome takes care of itself. But if you if you really you know get deep in the process. I
1: agree. I mean, I think the outcome will, if you love the process and you're committed to it, and you sort of start with the end in mind, you know, it's a Stephen Covey uh, piece there, highly effective uh, people. It, it will just happen because you are just doing what you do because you love it and care about it. And then guess what? The outcome is going to happen.
0: Well, I knew it, in, in honor of having you on the show, I, I wanted to channel my own creativity. And, and so I've, I've uh, written a game for you. A game, a game you're gonna love it it's a it's a it's a guessing game of sorts and uh i drew more inspiration from your book title i call this one fans of the c word and the c word of course in this case being creativity so okay. this is a some random ass website i found and uh, this is a fan vote of the most creative people of the 21st century i'm going to describe the person let me see if you can guess who it is
1: okay,
0: okay. ready here we go first okay. one She's a British novelist, philanthropist, film and television producer, and screenwriter, best known for writing a fantasy series about school aged wizards who have apparently had a lot of free time. JK. JK. That's right. Ding, ding. JK Rowling. All right, here's the next one. He's an American cartoonist, writer, producer, animator, and voice actor, best known for creating the longest running primetime scripted series in TV history.
1: My favorite show, Matt Greening and The Simpsons. Black-
0: Amazing. Still running. I can't believe it. He also created Futurama, of course. Uh, How about this one? Uh, He's an American director, producer, and screenwriter. He's considered one of the founding pioneers of the New Hollywood era, as well as one of the most popular directors and producers in film history, despite putting Aliens in the last Indiana Jones movie.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm going to say Spielberg.
0: It is. It's Spielberg. Yeah. The New Hollywood era. I like that one. Uh, you'll definitely get this one. Uh, he was an American entrepreneur and business magnate, chairman, chief executive officer, and co-founder of Apple, and chairman and majority shareholder of Pixar. Mr. Jobs. Steve Jobs. Can you, he mm-hmm. he survived the Apple Newton. Let's just remember that. Okay. <laughs> every, every creative has their day, right? <laughs> yeah. All right here, yeah. This one's out of left field, but I bet okay. you're going to get it. He's a Hong Kong-born martial artist, actor, film director, producer, stuntman, and singer. He's known for his acrobatic fighting style, comic tying, and use of improvised weapons and innovative stunts.
1: I know the guy's name, but I can't think of it. He uh, was with
0: Chris Tucker in, uh, what was that movie called as well? I got
1: yeah.
0: It. it was a great one. Kind
1: of crossed over to big time Hollywood. He certainly did. Decade. Yeah. Jackie. Uh, Jackie Chan. Yeah.
0: Jackie Chan. That's the one. I like that. See, this shows that creativity isn't just for, you know, the traditional arts. I would definitely say that he's a, a creative fellow. Absolutely. All right. Very last one. Here we go. She's a single named iconic American singer, songwriter, actress, and businesswoman. She influenced singers such as Lady Gaga, Jennifer Lopez, and Rihanna. She's known as the queen of pop, having survived her starring role in the regrettable 1985 film, Desperately Seeking Susan.
1: She's a lucky star. She's on holiday. She's like a virgin.
0: You know who we're talking about. (laughs) The one and only. One and only Madonna. Madonna. Ding, ding, ding. Awesome performance on the game. Jeff, (laughs) I've only got one last question for you, which is where can my listeners go to learn more about you, Jeff?
1: Right. JeffLizowitz.com. If you can spell that anywhere near properly, hopefully we'll get there or perhaps you'll have a link on your page. I'm happy to do complimentary sessions with you guys, see how I can help you out, give you a different perspective, that kind of thing.
0: So yeah, I'd love to talk to you. I love it. And just like you said, Jeff, I will include links in the show notes. So wherever you're listening, you're only one click away from learning more about Jeff. Strongly encourage you to pick up a copy of his book. I loved it. And uh, don't be afraid to bring creativity into your leadership. I've enjoyed it. It's one of my favorite things. And I I really embrace that authenticity. and And I think that following Jeff's lead, that you should too. So thanks again, Jeff, for being on the show. I'm so glad that we had you on. Thank you. Here are my ostensibly original top three takeaways from today's episode. One, leadership is personal. Like any creative act, you pour yourself into your leadership and you open yourself to both positive and not so positive reactions from others. Two, creativity is a choice. A series of choices, actually. While many leaders draw upon similar tools and techniques, their stylistic choices can produce dramatically different results. Three, creativity is energy. Being true to yourself and finding harmony in your leadership allows that energy to flow smoothly. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider hitting the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. Thanks for making this investment your leadership ability, and thanks for sharing this podcast with another aspiring leader who needs to hear it. All right, leaders, until next time, don't just manage the business when you can lead the people.
1: She's a lucky star, she's on holiday, she's like a virgin, you know who we're talking about.